Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you all tune in to another episode of Messy Closet and with what's going on currently in the news, right? Elon Musk is saying he thinks his life is in danger. Ted Cruz, his, his daughter, this poor young girl, was taken to the hospital. Herschel Walker lost the runoff election in Georgia. Warnock has won again. Trump organization has been found guilty of tax fraud. Oh my God, if we had known all of these things back in the 80s and could have changed history, would we have done so? So let me just start by giving my love and and good energy to the daughter of Ted Cruz. Because in Houston, police and fire department responded to the home of Ted Cruz Tuesday night. And eyewitnesses told news that officers responded to reports of a 14-year-old girl with self-inflicted stab wounds on the arms. Oh my, oh my. This report comes from ABC 13, and I just cannot express how sickened I am and how sad this makes me. Political division is not only the cause of mass shootings in schools and buildings and Walmarts and everywhere else, but the political division now, with the hatred that a lot of these politicians are getting, are now causing their children grief. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's husband was just attacked and and in the head with a hammer. And Elon Musk was the one who tweeted false information about it being some sort of clandestine affair with another man, which was untrue. And I'll get to him in a minute. But this is the problem. The elite, the wealthy, the government people who seem like they don't care about us, they don't. And that is the harsh truth. What I have learned in my almost 47 years of life is that the harsh, tr- the harsher the truth, the more true it is, the more real it is. People do not care. And everyone going after Ted Cruz because you don't agree with his policies, that's fine. I don't agree with a lot of his But I think now it's time to understand that all of this online hatred and attacking, even of someone's parents, whether you agree with them politically or not, is just, it's destabilizing to the human mind and body and spirit. And it's now affecting this young woman who does not deserve it. I'm going to equate a story as to why my heart goes out to her so much. So I was mm, somewhere in high school, I want to say maybe like my sophomore year. So I must have been 15, maybe 16 years old. And there were a few people from my city, from Mount Vernon, who had attended the Catholic high school. But a lot of people were from the Bronx, Co-op City, City Island, all over, you know, different parts of the Bronx, basically wherever you could get like to Nourishell by bus. So the school took, you know, a little bit of everywhere. Then there were some other people from different parts of Westchester, not just Mount Vernon. So, you know, it was kind of like a mishmash of people brought together because their parents wanted them to go to Catholic school. And I have talked about the uniform. 
nightmare for me. But, um, and I do still have some really nice friends from there. But the thing is, there was always competition and there was always jealousy and there was always a little bit of bullying or fighting amongst friends. And I think that this is pretty normal. You know, you get on each other's nerves, you have to defend yourself, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, if what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, but this one time I had said something and I said something like, oh, I love them. And then someone else said something to me like quickly. And I said something to them like, oh, that bitch or oh, this bitch is something like that. And it got like, well, the, the person who went back and like ran to my friends and said that I said all of these things about them completely believed her. But she took everything I said out of context because why would I be mean to my friends? Like I loved my friends. So they actually started like calling my house and like prank calling my house or if I answered, like yelling things at me. And these were people I knew for like years. And I thought it was so insane that this one girl decided that she just wanted to like ruin my reputation and I was like being attacked by, you know, people I thought were friends. So it was really insane. I had to defend myself. And it was, again, one of those moments where I just had to like, you know, keep calm and carry on and learn to just ignore it and do what I needed to do. But that was a little bit of a nightmare for me. And at that point, I just... I just didn't want to be like seen in the world. Like I just didn't want to be like part of the world anymore. Like I just wanted to hide and disappear and be someone else and get out of where I lived. And like, you know, things like that kind of push you in directions. Like for me, I was looking to escape. But we also back in the 80s and 90s, all you could do was either run into someone on the street that was going to bother you or they were gonna call your house and bother you. There was no TikTok, Instagram, 5,000 different ways, you know, to get in touch with somebody, text, WhatsApp, whatever it is, and message people. And there wasn't a million ways to find out all of the bad things that people were saying about you and your family. So I could see how this young girl is completely overwhelmed and I think that we all need to take stock into what we're saying because Twitter is just a cesspool of, of just terribleness. It's like, you know, people want their attention over the meanest and worst tweets that they can come up with. And that's what fuels that kind of behavior. And then here's Elon Musk, right? He's saying, oh, you know, I'm going to release all of this information. He's like, Pizzagate was real and this was real and this was real. But it seems to be that he's leaning more right wing and throwing these left wing conspiracy theories back out there. Now, remember, he has access to all of the data so he can do what he wants with it. And I think that he's doing this to stir the pot of more political division to get users back to the platform that he wasted 44 billion on. I mean, you're not that smart, dude, if you if you wasted 44 billion and then you have people like Kyle Rittenhouse with his blue check because he can afford $8 a month. Are you joking? And he's like, "I don't feel safe. My life is in danger." No, 
you put yourself in this situation and you're just probably doing it for attention. And I can tell you that if like, you know, anything does happen, you you did this to yourself. You could have just quietly run Tesla into the ground, but no, you had to take Twitter down with you. I mean, what kind of a man calls himself an alpha male and then buys Twitter and per- personally, personally gets involved with who's going to be banned or not and saying it's community guidelines. It's it's just authoritarian and, you know, it's just you see his true colors, but there are no colors to him because he's just pure white and see-through. And I am just not a fan. I mean, at least Jeff Bezos, he donated his entire fortune or will be. That's something that I would do. I would be working on agriculture. I would be working on, you know, if you want to colonize Mars, work on that. What is Twitter in this world going to do for you unless you have a bigger agenda? And that agenda is to divide and conquer. Speaking of dividing and conquer, your favorite or least favorite president, however you want to look at it, Donald Trump, who every New Yorker, at least in the New York City area, knows is a crook and a fraud, or I should say the tri-state area. Well, his Trump organization has been found guilty of tax fraud, and now he's going to fight that. I mean, here's the thing, dude. Everybody knew back in the day that you were, you know, shady. But we looked past it because you were on Oprah with Ivana and you guys were so glamorous. And then you did that Pizza Hut commercial together. And then you were in Home Alone 2. And then she was in the first Wives Club and said, don't get mad, get everything. And then you had that show called The Apprentice that was mildly entertaining, at least, you know, for a while. And then you decided to run for president and now you want to get rid of the Constitution so that you can go back to 2020 and declare yourself the legal winner of the United States presidential election so that you can avoid all of the problems that have been building up since you started your business and started being a crook up till now and avoid prosecution and then be in charge of everything. And if you get rid of the Constitution, then there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, sorry, dude, that is not the way it works here. I mean, seriously, how this like little known man who was given money by his father in the 70s to build his empire with his name everywhere has literally lost everything almost. I mean, it it seems because the thing is, you can get out of like federal party and la 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 la. You can't get out of state crimes, especially when it comes to tax fraud. And with how expensive it is to live in New York, my God, it's so expensive. People like him are the reason why our taxes go up, but he still wants to be like the narcissistic, sociopathic criminal that he is saying it's not true, everybody's wrong, everybody's lying. I'm here, I'm the best, whatever the deal is, you know, yeah, let's just get rid of the Constitution. I mean, it's not, you know, a perfect document because it didn't include, you know, rights for African-Americans. It didn't include rights for women to vote. It didn't include a lot of different things. But, you know, we've progressed slightly as a nation to add these things in. And I guess when we were kids... We never thought that in the 21st century, like, we'd be still fighting for these things. 
that we would still be seeing homelessness on the street and that we would be seeing millionaires become billionaires who are able to buy the social media and create the algorithms to choose what we see and when we see it. So in the spiritual journey, we have to understand that everything we see and hear online is a gimmick to get you to listen and, and draw you into, you know, something deeper. You know, I go onto Instagram or TikTok and I talk about these podcasts because I want you guys to listen and I hope that you agree with me. But I'm not over here stocking away billions and billions while other people are suffering. I'm like living in a 200-year-old house that I'm making sustainable by growing fruits and, ve- well, not fruits, but vegetables in the winter. And, you know, I've learned along the way that food waste is, is just terrible. So I try to go through everything in my house. And, you know, in the 80s, we would just not think about these things. In the 90s, we would just not think about these things. Smoke a cigarette and flick it out on the, on the road when you're driving. No thought that that is pollution. And that's why as we evolve as a society and we evolve as spiritual beings and we evolve on this spiritual journey that we have created for ourselves on this earth because we're looking for meaning and searching for meaning, but meaning is in your mind. Like in my mind, I'm pretty damn successful. Like I said, I don't have debt really except for the student loan thing, but I got an email from the government saying that I don't have to do anything. And Navient was calling me and calling me for like two weeks straight, about six times a day. Now, if you guys don't understand what's going on and you don't understand why, like I've had 20 year issues with paying back my loan, here's the deal. I didn't have like a ton of money when I graduated school and you know, the loans start coming back right away. So when it was the Sally Mae loan, which is what I originally signed, like most Gen Xers, we were like, here, sign this, go to school, you'll pay it back. They had great interest rates and they would work with you. And, you know, I had gotten the loan down from, I want to say 20, it might have been less than 20,000. I had gotten it down to hmm, somewhere between four and 6,000. So let's say about $5,000. And I'm like, what? I could literally pay this off within like 18 months. And I was planning to. And right at that point, without any of our permission, Sally Mae sells the loans to Navient. And when I called to get details, you know, cause I've had to, I've had to like do forbearance and, and all of these things for many years. Like I talked about the homelessness and I just wasn't making enough money to be able to afford these loans because what would happen is I would pay, let's say, 140 for the month, but the loan was increasing. So when they bought my loan for 5,000, it went up to like 13,000 with their interest rates because they purchased all of this stuff and they add daily interest rates. So the 30 days, 31 days, 28 days in February of that you are paying the loan just on that one day, you're having all of those other days at point, you know, zero, 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 one, whatever it is percent, but that adds up, adds up, adds up. 
So your loan literally stays the same unless you're making three times the amounts of payments. And that's the issue that we've all had is it was a manageable loan with decent terms, you know, APR, whatever it is, interest that was taken from us without our knowledge, sold to another company whose sole purpose is to keep you in debt forever. And they have a lot of nerve to continue to call me. I won't answer the phone, but if I do, I'm going to record the call and just play it on social media because why not? But, um, you know, the government letter that I got said that they believe it's a frivolous lawsuit and they're talking about what it's going to do to taxes. Meanwhile, I'm just talking about tax fraud from Trump. Elon Musk doesn't pay taxes. Jeff Bezos, although doesn't pay taxes as well, at least is donating his fortune. And I hope it goes to something good. And the rest of us are struggling to be, like I said, I'm struggling to be sustainable. I don't have a ton of money, but I don't have a ton of debt either. So I'm just kind of like riding the wave. And, you know, hopefully I get through the end of the month with maybe a couple hundred dollars left in the account instead of like 40 or 50 bucks. But that's usually what ends up happening. We just, you know, you go through it. You think, oh, I've got like this nice amount of money for the month and boom, all of a sudden it's gone. So, you know, one of the things really that I was taught when I was a kid was not to waste money, to save because, you know, you never know where it's gonna go and when and not to waste food. So those are the things that I've taken with me. But here we have these people that live such these extravagant lives and their money's not enough. I actually do know plenty of wealthy people who their money is enough for them. They like their small circles of friends. They like their small you know, circles of where they travel. It's usually luxe. And I've done a few luxury trips myself, you know, in small circles, and I love that. And I didn't mind, like, when I had all of the money that I had, not, like, being the famous person, because, you know, you don't, you don't owe the world as much as they do, right? Because that's what happens. Like, the world is like, hey, you owe us because you're famous, and then people get, like, you just, you know, you're always kind of in a state of... Who am I? Am I a celebrity? Am I a real person? Right? All of these things. And then some of them act and do things that make us not fans anymore, like Nicole Kidman's having problems, the Kardashians are still like being called out for a lot of things, um, people are calling out like Salma Hayek now, and there's, well, people want answers, people want to know why, you know, this has been, there's been rumors of these things, it's been hidden for so long, and now it's coming to light and everyone's staying silent. And, you know, here we are literally just trying to keep our heads above water. And now we're finding out like more and more and more about the elite that we don't like. And they're still like, no, no. Hey, listen to us. Hey, listen. And it's all it's all narcissists. You know, we all have a right to do our jobs and to speak. And there's plenty of TV hosts and, and you know, radio hosts who have their fame but they don't put themselves out there so much because like they want more. It's like they're doing their job, their job supports them and they move on and they just keep doing their job. It's the people that have to put themselves in front of the flashing lights all the time and constantly need the attention and constantly need to be praised with awards or just online praise about themselves. Like you guys totally lost the message Praise is great and an award is great if you've worked very hard to achieve it. 
But when you're just using your money as clout to get those things and you're saying and doing these things to bring attention to you, whether it's negative or not, talking to you, Elon Musk, you're bringing negative attention to yourself. You're taking things, something that people worked really hard to build, Twitter, and you're just destroying it because you're like, yeah, I have 44 billion and I can. And you tried to get out of the deal. You probably should have never made the offer because you really like, it just amazes me how something can just like, you know, dwindle away so quickly. And it's going to go, it's going to be done. It's that That's just like my prediction is it's just going to be like a shell of what it was with Elon Musk going, hey, where is everybody? Hey, where is everybody? And if the rumors are true that he's one of the billionaires because, you know, he said he took the, you know, trafficking hashtags off of off of t- Twitter. So you, like they can't be found anymore. Like, dude, Twitter's not going to stop it. Taking hashtags off of Twitter isn't going to stop it. You're just grandstanding, my dude, like for real. And honestly, we've heard things about the parties that you've hosted with the the crazy like satanic themes. And I heard that, well, her last name is Heard, was one of the stars of that show. So come on, you're just a hypocrite and you're not doing anything good for the world. You know, you're destroying advertising. You're losing other companies' money. You're losing business, small businesses' money by screwing over Twitter so much. And people have built businesses based on that. So, you know, back in the day, we just really thought we'd have to do like radio and television ads and billboards. But now it's like there's free advertising basically on on these, these you know, these apps. And then you get things like shadow banned now or you get banned for a week you can't go live you can't do this and it just is so weird to me as a gen xer who is just like we were told just ignore them and tell them how you feel and then like the situation would stop but it's like i feel like as we have progressed technologically we have regressed in humanitarian skills and that's just how i feel about it So this has been another episode of Messy Closet. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to keep art and keep